This is the Cop Think Podcast, where we answer the question, why do the police do what they do? I'm the host, Brian Casey. My guest is Mark May, a St. Paul cop who works the overnight shift. So let's get to the subject that I want to talk about a little bit, and I'll, I'm going to hint into it a bit more, and that is, up till about age 45, <laughs> well, you, you had a, maybe a worldview that existed for whatever reason, and right. then it kind of started to change. What happened around age 45 that changed maybe your worldview? Well, I took on a different career, but... Yeah, so you became a cop I at age... I became a cop, yeah, yeah, at age 45. Yeah, that seems way too old to become a cop. It really does, doesn't it? <laughs> but it makes the rookie, the show, the rookie, fun to watch, so... Yeah, like, hey, matter of fact, that. um, that's based on a, some actual situation, and that cop really? wasn't even 45. No. So you're older than that cop. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, and um, I'll just say I became a cop at age 45. Right. And at the St. Paul Police Department, I know one other cop, I think he was gone before you got there, named Richard Ellis. Mm. He came on at age. Yeah, he must have been He started at age 45, too. That's really, uh, that. I understand Mm -hmm. a lot about what that is, you know. Uh, First of all, what did you come, what, what kind of career did you come from? Uh, I was a child protection investigator in Hennepin County, Minneapolis. Yeah. So, um, but had gotten into that in a weird way because I'd always wanted to be a cop and my parents weren't big fans of that. My dad was in social services. He was the director of Ramsey County for many years and uh, uh, grew up in Florida and he took that job and we came up here. And when I went back to school down south, I, you know, I, I talked to him again and said, I really want to be a cop. And he said, no, you know, I come up here, you can ride with one of my investigators. It's kind of like a shortcut, you know. So I rode with the investigator. I'm like, hey, this is fun. Yeah. So I went to the schooling that was associated with that, got into it and realized not at all police work, not, not, not at all what I want to be doing. Because yeah. what I want to be doing was patrol work. I didn't yeah. want the shortcut. Yeah. And uh, so it took a while to, to turn that around. I was there for 15 years and, you know, got to a position where I could start doing additional schooling yeah. uh, to, to go into law enforcement. And it, it just took that long to get it turned around to where I could go. So 45 and I was ready all of a sudden, but scared to death. Nobody was going to hire me because it's yeah. too old. But Well, let's get into that in a second. But I, I actually think that, so this, you mentioned your parents didn't want to, this, that's so interesting because um, I love to tell that story about You've seen it yourself. You're driving down the street, and a little boy will stop and look and watch mm-hmm. a cop car go by. Mm-hmm. You know, I was one of those kids too, and that just that deep desire for policing that I I ended up doing the ambulance big gig for right. a whole career's time. You did your deal for nearly a career's time, yeah, and then you finally made the change. Yeah, yeah, that's really I that's. I don't know if I would recommend it automatically. No. It was the right thing for me. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the way that I put it. It was right for me. I, I wouldn't, uh, it wasn't something I just thought of. I'd wanted to do it. My best friend growing up, his dad was a city cop in, in the town in Florida that we grew mm-hmm. up in. And, and and I always admired him in that role. And, and uh, he, he's always been somebody that was, you know, I looked up to. And, and I talked to him about becoming a cop. And, he said, nobody respects you anymore. Yeah. And he was just salty old guy, you know. Right. And I took that in, but that wasn't really why I wanted to do it, you know. It wasn't about respect. So it worked for me, and I was, you know, I was in the right place at the right time. It happened to work out. So, uh, But it was something I always wanted. It wasn't like, hmm, I don't like this job. What am I going to do? Yeah. It was kind of fulfilling that dream that I'd wanted to do my whole life. So, uh-huh. 
Well, um, and you'd said that, I mean, because I, I remember you had trying to kind of, uh, not pseudo-policing, but kind of on the periphery a little bit, and that wasn't satisfying, because you mm -hmm. want to do patrol work. And I've often even thought of, you know, people that maybe should have gone into federal policing and that. No, I want to, mm -hmm. I want to be a patrolman. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and, and I myself uh, have a different job now, but, and I didn't do patrol work what I wanted to do my whole life and as long as I wanted, but I always know that I did it. I did yeah. patrol work. Absolutely. For, I did it for you know, a real amount of time, but right. not a whole career's time. So. Right, exactly. And, and I see that coming. You know, there will come a time when I want to, you know, slow that down a little bit. It'll mm -hmm. start by not being on midnights anymore, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, you know, it's just the, the type of work that we do, I would miss that, you know, mm -hmm. so... I think long and hard people ask me because of my age, we'll probably get into this too, but you know, when are you going to take the sergeant's test? Mm -hmm. Not on my radar. I just, yeah. I really like what I'm doing. But. Yeah. That's good. What, so you mentioned it was, um, um, hard, hard getting the job or you thought it was going to be, was it? It, it, yeah, it took a couple of years anyway. I mean, back then it was, I applied for a suburban department. There were four openings and uh, 1100 applicants yeah. and this would have been in 2012 um and uh yeah uh, 1100 applicants i made it to the the last top four and then they chose two other guys yeah but, but um you know so i that was kind of my first experience i got in and i was like oh this is this is gonna be good i'm gonna get the job and then i got turned down i got i got made the top six at another suburban department and uh they didn't really have a reason. They said, you did fine. It's not what we're looking for right now. So, of course, I'm thinking, what, an old man? You're not looking for an old man? So, yeah. But, you know, but, <laughs> so silly me. But, but you know, I, I just, being at St. Paul now, I didn't know it then. Yeah. I, I don't want to work anywhere else. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I think I applied to 30 jobs. I, I think I interviewed at almost 15. Yeah. I was living in St. Paul. I wanted to be a St. Paul cop. Um, I think maybe the reason you and I got hired at St. Paul is they hire 30 cops at a time sometimes. Right. And they'll take chances on people like us. I will say that I feel like I'm an excellent, uh, constant contributor at the police department. I've had a yeah. fabulous career and yeah. I suspect you are too. So I think they get a really good, a really good cop. Yeah. But some of those suburban departments, I can name them all. Yeah. They were like, no thanks. No thanks, yeah. And We'd like a 23-year-old, please. Right. Yeah. Instead, instead of looking at it, I mean, I had a work history that was very long. Right. Long marriage, mm -hmm. uh, owned a home. You could examine years and years of past performance. Right. And then they would take someone young and, you know. Absolutely. Their background packet must have been a page and a half, you know. <laughs> exactly yeah huh yes absolutely yeah that that's uh um that was the same with mine i i just you know i, I was i was really afraid that it was going to be an age issue and then they picked me up and similarly i don't know if i ever told you this but i was getting to the point where i can't remember how many departments i'm sure it was around 30 that I'd, you know applied for anyway mm -hmm. um but uh i was getting to the point where i was trying to think what else am I going to do? I hate this job I'm in now. Shoot. You know, I was at that point cause yeah. I'd already in my mindset gone on into cop. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember I got two calls on the same day, yeah. um, that wanted to background me and, and, uh, I was just praying that St. Paul would do it faster, yeah. you know, cause I didn't want to, I wanted a job. 
Right. But I didn't want to, um, I didn't, I didn't want to work there. You know? Yeah. But sure. so, but um, you would have, I would have, yeah, I would have, because do. it's a foot in the door at the very least. And I would have, wherever I landed, I would have treated that town like, um, my own town, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember I prepare for these interviews extensively and learn about the town and I was working full time, married with kids, and I had to go to an interview, and I didn't prepare as well. Right. And um, I remember they asked me the town uh, in the North Metro, and they're like, uh, "What can you tell us about our town?" Oh uh, gosh, damn it! Uh, well, I know which highway it runs through it, and 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 I didn't get hired. In retrospect, it would have been fun to say, "Well, I got my car stolen in this town, and the cop was an asshole." I remember that. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, that would have been fun, you know. That would have been fun, yeah. You know, when you, but anyway, um, here we are. We yeah. made it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't want to work anywhere else. So. Well, and we're not just saying that because we mm -hmm. want to, uh, but it's good to be, a, I like being a city cop. Absolutely. I do too. And, it, you know, the we complain about how much training we have to go to, mm -hmm. um, but, and I have been a part of that complaining just because it's inconvenient, especially mm -hmm. working nice, it's never yeah. convenient. But uh, but I actually do really appreciate it. My yeah. son wants to go into law enforcement. Really? And, and I'm telling him, if that's what you want to do, you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. But if that's what you want to do, you need to try to get into St. Paul. Because it's that or go someplace where there is no training. Yeah. They give you the badge and gun in the car and say, have a good day. And, yeah. You know, and that's a little more frightening, you know, with the things that can go sideways. So I, I like all the, the training that we have, especially the training we have going on right now. And the but. trainers. And the train that well, that's where it's going from. Absolutely, yeah. yeah the trainers um, with those guys are just amazing. But yeah. you know the stuff that they come up with, I just envision them. Yeah, in my little cartoon bubble in my head, they just rolling around on the mats all the time, beating each other up, trying to figure out new ways to, you know. You know, it's funny because a lot of those guys are out in back out in patrol because of the reconfiguration right. of thing. And I thought, wow, I bet they're, man, I bet I'd like to see them in a use of force scenario. Absolutely, yeah. Where it's absolutely fluid and yeah. you know, and yeah, that would be good. Our use of force, what would you call it? A response uh, to a um, res dirty looks and yeah, dirty looks and, <laughs> and aggression, yeah. aggression, yeah, aggressive looks. Um, no, okay. So, um, how long have you been on overnights? What do you got? What the do you whole call time. it? Do you call it overnights? Or midnights. midnights? Yeah. We call it midnights. Yeah, um, and I've been on since I got on. So yeah. I I, uh, I finished FTO. Wanted to save midnights just because it was the, it works the best yeah. with your family outside from days. Sure. Um, and uh, you know, I knew culturally I wasn't salty enough to try to start asking for days. So, yeah. um, but, but anyway, they, you know, we, uh, I stayed on there and I was able to hold it the first bid that we went through. I was the last person that, that held it. Um, my partner was from my academy. We've been partners the whole time and, and he got bumped to days for six months and then they, bargained his way back onto the night shift with me so so you partnered up again are you day oh, for yeah. day with yep. him uh yeah we've always been day for day and always have ridden together for six plus years now so do you want to give a shout out to him or no a beach yeah oh, okay yeah that's fun it's fun to have a partner yeah it is it is fun to have a good partner yeah and you're kind of a wolf pack you guys yeah well, you're, you get the new schedule right now but you're yeah we do yeah but you know we're still pretty close in in schedule they have these shock days things going on, you know, yeah. the on call days or whatever, which will throw us off a little bit. But so, um, tell me a little bit. So, what I think is interesting is when you're 45 years old and you become a cop, you weren't raised in the cop world. Now, mm -hmm. you you probably like I was. I mean, I was an ambulance guy, saw cops a lot 
understood cops, but you know, I still wasn't one. But your whole worldview, did you have, uh, most of your worldview has got to be mostly pretty well set by 45. However, did yeah. you notice some changes? You know, I did. Uh, I noticed a lot of changes just because of the cultural that the, the cultural changes. You know, from working in a social work environment to a police environment yeah. are dramatically different. Yeah. So, okay. what, what's different? Um, you know, there's political. Uh, the the you know, it's typically more liberal yeah. politically in yeah. the social work world, and uh, um, there's. Not as much focus on accountability, and I mean, I was raised in the South, and uh, so accountability is a big deal. So it's you know, in, in uh, personal, personal accountability, oh. just being responsible for your own actions and yeah. things like that, not having excuses made and things like that. And I, I just felt like um, I was kind of swimming upstream in that in the social work environment. There's, yeah. and I do believe that there's a reason why people get into things and why they they end up where they are. And it's something to be considered, but it's not it's it's not to rise above the fact that a lot of times our choices end us up there huh. and we gotta make better choices. But um so certainly a more conservative mindset. See, I use those words carefully. I didn't yeah, I know what you gonna, mean. But you're saying let's just say you're saying in law enforcement it's you there's more of a conservative mindset. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm just trying to be careful yes, too, because right. it seems pejorative. I, it, it does, and I don't. I don't mean to label it. Uh, I, I guess the common, I don't know what, what the common terminology is. What people would say is, yeah, so social work is liberal, police work is conservative, right, or left, and then conservative. and right, yeah, yeah. Um, the I think one reason we're trying to avoid it. I don't appreciate the baggage that'll be laid on us if Absolutely. we claim one side or the other. Yeah. You know, that, I, that's yeah. what I, that's why I'm reluctant because I don't think, I think cops really, I love how they view the world actually. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but I'll just tell you one example. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell my thinking maybe it's changed or different. Sometimes you see a lot of sympathy shown towards criminals. Right. And I'm like, I love saying, you know, my experience of criminals is often they're they're lazy and selfish, and that's what people are like shocked to yeah. hear that. And I'm thinking, nah, they're pretty lazy and they're pretty selfish. Yeah, that's what makes them criminals mostly. Right. And and then I think uh, maybe a more a left view is uh, somehow all this sympathy towards that. And I'm not on totally unsympathetic. It's just like, ah, right. I, you know, if you deal with victims, yeah, over and over again, mm -hmm. it just it it takes. Uh, I, it takes some understanding, I think, on one level, but you it's you can't excuse it on that basis, and that's I think that's one of the main differences. And you know, I'd be fair to social work; I got a lot of training in that that I think absolutely helps me in this day and age in policing. So you know, with with the the way that policing is today, it's not at all like it was even ten years ago. So um, I, I think it does help me in approaching the people. I mean the biggest skill right now, if you can't talk to people, you're going to have a hard time doing this job. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, and I think that that's kind of helped guide me in this a lot, but, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I don't mind understanding, um, you know, where you're coming from and why you make those decisions and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, you're still accountable for that choice that you made. Well, actually, I think that's actually the most respectful way to treat another human. Yeah. Is to ex is to have expectations about their behavior, right. you know, mm -hmm. versus somehow just forgiving them. That, that yeah, or not forgiving isn't the right word, but 
being inattentive to that. I, right. I don't know. It, it yeah. seems very respectful. Um, so do you – do you? Um, I bet there's some stuff you do in policing that you're like, ah, I'm so glad I'm not a social worker because yeah. I don't have to deal at that level. Right. Um, and But there, I bet there's some skills that you really brought over that are useful. Maybe your partner's pointed out to you once in a while. Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're good at this or that. I, I think I think talking to people, I do pretty well. I guess I got a big mouth. I just run my mouth all the time. But but I, I, I'm able to listen to. And I mean, and that's that's something that came from, I think, just interviewing families and, and things like that. Those skills were, yeah. were built um, in my previous career. But um, and, and that's that's what people have commented the most to me on was just being able to de-escalate a situation and we're all about de-escalation right now but we didn't have any tools in in social work we go over there and we're talking to somebody about removing their child from their home you know and we don't have any weapons or any kind of you know defensive tactic classes that we had sorry rra classes that we whatever (laughs) exactly that we take and so you have to be able to talk to somebody and um i think they call it fighting classes yeah fighting classes that's what it is yeah i think you're right i think you're so what this is something that I know that I had is that ambulance work. I was an urban paramedic for a long time. Yeah. And, of course, we had to use our persuasion and cajoling people and mm-hmm. this and that all day long. Right. Um, so I think that that's probably part of it, too. You know, you said that if you're not good at talking to people, you're not going to be good at the job. I think, and then if you enjoy talking to people, yeah. you enjoy that street banter. Right. You are skilled at listening. Right. You can have a blast in this. You job. really can, and I think banter is the key too. Because yeah. you can't talk at people. Yeah. It's not just I'm a talker and I blah 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 blah. You yeah. know, because they're going to get sick of that. You're trying to problem solve. So to be able to to coax them into, um, I had a, a friend of mine when I took this job. I was looking for advice, and he was a Minneapolis cop, and mm-hmm. had a lot of respect for him. And he said, um, "You know that you're a good cop if you can make them forget you're wearing the uniform." Mm-hmm. And and so I've kind of tried to keep that in mind, you know, as I'm talking to people, just to try to go one on one with them, yeah. you know, as a person. And uh, um, and in order to do that, you can't preach. You can't, you know. I mean, there are lessons to be given, sure, and things that I can tell them if they're receptive to it, um, but. But you gotta have that back and forth, yeah. you know. And and uh, so I like that banter at, at the very least, you yeah. know, to be able to go back and forth. But well, and it's and also too to demonstrate the ability to speak to such a range of people, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I bet, um, you know, I bet you and I both wish, like, ah, man, it would have been nice to have gotten into this earlier for yeah. this and that reason, and even physically, maybe. But aren't you grateful for every, I mean, when people tease me about my age, mm-hmm. I'm like, sometimes that's the best you got. Yeah. Seriously. Yes, absolutely. All you can come up with is that I'm old. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, but um, isn't every bit of that super valuable on the job? Absolutely, it is. Every single All of that. year you've got, you've got behind you. Absolutely. And, you know, I've thought about that before, and I, I, I wouldn't be the same person if all of my training came through police work uh-huh. and uh um you know so to to have had those years even though i felt uh it wasn't the best fit for me it wasn't a great yeah. job it wasn't one i enjoyed going to work in fact yeah. i hated it but um you know it it put me in a position to enjoy this job even more i think so but but they yeah they they all make fun of you and yeah every that's day. the best they got that's the best they get matt johnson is convinced yeah. that I was a teenager in the twenties. Yeah. So, you know, and that, that's, that's, but right. I'm going, you know what? 
I'm going to be sitting on the beach before you right. guy. So yeah. Yeah. So it'll be all right. Yeah. I remember we used to make fun of the old paramedics. I used to say that they had delivered me when I was a child. You know, they're, <laughs> um, so it's coming it's back. Awesome. What, um, let me ask you about something. So when people, grown men and women are working and they don't like their job, mm-hmm. or maybe they, like I was at the top, I felt like I was the top of my game. I didn't dislike my job. Right. I did somewhat. It was the best. Like I hated it and I loved it, <coughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I really wanted to be a police officer and all that. I thought, <coughs> I Sorry. thought, no problem. I thought um, you can always stay and complain, and we, we know what that looks like. Right. Or you can take a leap and or change. And, in, and I, let me just say something about job changes. <coughs> sometimes, yeah. no worries, sometimes yeah. they're big and dramatic, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're small. But I really, I calmed myself when I knew I was getting into police work because I had a wife and small children. Yeah. I, is this stupid, crazy? Am I being selfish? Why am I putting myself in harm's way and all that? However, I remember I would calm myself by saying, I'm going into the wild. Like I was going into some kind of wilderness adventure, into the unknown. And that's, you know, and you're working overnights. Yeah. It's absolutely, I mean, I feel like that. And I have had that that question as well. And, um, you know, my kids and my wife support it 100%. But it's, it's, it's uh, I've asked that a, a lot. Like, what am I doing? You know, but I, and especially after calls that are really no good, it's not even so much, what am I doing, but who does this? You know, yeah. it's just kind of a, what, but, do, you mean, what do you mean? What's weird? Um, well, I, I, you know, I, I asked the, the question in general, like who, what, 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 who made this job up, man? This is, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, they say 10% hair on fire and 90% boredom and, yeah. you know, and. And it's true, but, but some of these calls and things that you get into and things that you see, and, um, uh, if I had seen that at 25, I don't know how that would have affected me at all. You know, I, I suspect not very well, but, um, but, and then to have a career of that, I have a lot of, uh, I don't know, I applaud these guys that are able to do it and keep moving and, and, uh, cause, cause it's a lot to see. And the, the danger is not. I don't know, falling apart, I guess that is a danger, but the danger that I consider is, is the fact that you become so um, jaded and uh, dull to it, you know, that uh, that it affects your personality in ways that you don't intend. But That's interesting. I think w- what you and I don't have is we didn't grow up in policing. Right. We weren't young men as cops. No. And year after year. So we don't have that. We right. didn't do that. I mean, and yeah. um, I don't know. There's, I think. I think what I like to think some policing sometimes, at least currently, and a lot of times people focus on the harm that it can cause people. The cop, yeah. you know, it gives us a lot too, and right. um, it gave. It's given me a lot. But I do. I recognize there's harm from it. But there's harm in a lot of work. Right. It's true. And you know, and I, I guess potentially in all work. Right. Potentially in all work. Absolutely. And I. I the, so here you were doing what were you doing before child child protection investigation so yeah. I was investigating cases that of child would be abuse. a pretty painful job too I would it think. would and it had its it had its moments certainly um, and to be honest I wouldn't trade the risk of psychological damage that I get from this job for going back and doing that one again yeah. you know I just it, it's part of it and I think if you understand it and you're aware of the fact that it is a reality um, 
you know, that's your, that's your weapons to safe, safeguard against it. So, but, sure. but, uh, yeah. Anything surprise you so far about yourself or humanity? Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I'm constantly surprised by humanity, you know, directing traffic makes me question humanity every time I do it. I just, I'm not sure what's happening in the world when I'm directing traffic. I, I don't, would you, it, would you be better off leaving your pistol in your trunk? Yeah. 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 Like that. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, uh, or leaving me in the trunk. I don't know. I just, it, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's just people don't pay attention and they're just out and about and, yeah. and it's really very much a, this is my world and everybody else just happens to be in it kind of a yeah. thing. And, um, with, with drivers and, uh, yeah, clipped by a um, metro mobility bus at the fair one year with the yeah. by a mirror you know really? and, and it, he was supposed to have been stopped and i made the mistake of turning my back on him and he rolled through and clipped me in the shoulder and, yeah. and i you know i was just God, I was like, what's wrong with people why can't you just pay attention, pay attention. You know? yeah exactly yeah. that's it so so that you know that part of it but um, you know, there are certain crimes that, you know, home invasion, burglaries, I don't understand. They, they infuriate me. They make no sense that somebody would crawl through somebody else's window because they're lazy or whatever. They don't want to go get somewhere else. Yeah. But the, the idea that you'd put yourself in danger and put this family in danger and scare the crap out of them. So, so you're saying home invasion. And I mean, I think of home invasion where you like drug dealers come and steal other drug dealers money. Well, that but could be, are you talking about burglary? I'm talking about, yeah, just a straight up burglary, occupied burglary, um, or, or even the home invasion. I mean, they, they're just the, 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 the torture on the neighborhood, you know, that, um, the potential of danger, especially with, with home invasion, um, you know, to be able to, um, I'm just thinking of one in particular where the homeowner ended up coming out with a shotgun because it had just occurred. Another neighbor had called it in and, uh, and, and we get on scene and he's, you know, everybody's gone, but this guy didn't know that he had been tied up and untied himself and runs out oh, with Lord. a shotgun. And so he's on the, you know, we, we oh, think it's an invasion. Yeah, we're about to mow one. this guy. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, there, there's things like that that just put the whole neighborhood at risk and, it's so uncalled for. So, I mean, whether it's over a drug deal, you know, a drug house ripping off another drug house, or it is just somebody sleeping and coming through the windows. Um, I, I just, no, I think just, what, I think what this is, I'm really interested that you brought that up because I, um, I think of all the things I going to burglaries really annoyed me because I knew how unsettled it had done the family or yeah, homeowners. Right. This is where I live. Right. And then, you know how some burglars will go through their personal items or take things out of their refrigerator right. or, yeah. and, and just, or just go in and burgle your house and just how unsettling. And I remember having, yeah. I'd like to put a lot of time into trying to calm the people that it was, uh, I don't know how to talk any louder. Um, <laughs> uh, it just, um, I can't remember what I was saying. So. Uh, you would want to calm the, the, the people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. So I interesting. That's interesting. That bugs yeah. me too. I don't like. It, it's, I don't like burglars. It just yeah, and and you know burglaries where there's a true victim in particular, but yeah. just anything that because of your actions personally, you're going to put a big group of people who do not need to be victims yeah. in the way as victims, and that that just it's it's the selfishness of it. Yeah. I guess it's just what it gets to me, and it's it's not something that I you know complain about it. You know, 
on the job or whatever, but it's just one of those things, my personal thing that I just, just hate it. Yeah. Know? But I don't know. Yeah. There's, there are lots of things that they kind of make me question that, but I, I, I did today. I was driving <clears throat> my turn to clear my throat <laughs> and right in front of me, a guy, uh, takes his whole ashtray and dumps it right out <laughs> on the sidewalk. Don't you love that? And, uh, I just pulled up next to him and said, buddy, come on, serious. Yeah. Love really? It. Yeah. This is what you're and, do? I, and I said, we all have to live here. And it was great. Cause he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry, officer. And I was like, <laughs> as he's lighting up another one. Yeah. yeah. But that kind of inconsiderateness and maybe, maybe that's where I'm vulnerable. Yeah. Because I don't, I really want people to be more considerate. And I find, and that's actually, it, it, maybe people that aren't cops don't realize you think, wow, what satisfaction you have as a cop getting to right, wrong, straight and crooked lines. You don't have it very often, but once in a while you do. I yeah. mean, that is really fun. Yeah, Writing absolutely. a ticket to someone that lied to you and you caught him and, yep. nope, sorry, boom. Yep. Now it's going. Oh, you're, yeah. and, and also that kind of black and white experience of you're wrong and, you know. Yeah. You're wrong. You're, you're wrong. wrong. I yeah. caught you. You were mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. And there is some, uh, you know, satisfaction in that, but um, there are many of them that just keep on with the lie and we're like, come on, guy. We know, you know, we know what's going on here. And he's, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, you don't. But what other stories do you have from working midnights? Anything? Um, No, I'm sure. I'm sure there's lots of them. But, you know, I was going to say just just related to that whole um, uh, giving other people consideration, stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. it goes back. My mom used to say, because that. I was kind of a handful, I think, but when I was growing up and, and, and she would say, there are other people here besides you, Yeah, you know, and I would, I, yeah, whatever, you know, but looking back on that, she's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the whole world is that way. There's other people here besides you. Yeah. It's not about you. Quit making it about you, yeah. you know? And, uh, I think if we were able to get that under control, maybe we should get my mother out here. Well, um, she is out here because yeah. I'm sure you've said that once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. Has yeah. that come out of your I, mouth? I, it has come out of my mouth. Yeah. Yep. So there are other people to think about. So, you know, it's. I, I think if we got that down, there'd be a lot less crime. You know what, though? I, that's what I loved about being a cop is talking to people like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Just just scolding them. It's parenting. Yelling at them. Yeah. Uh, as soon as they acquiesced or showed some, you know, you're like, okay, buddy, let's, let's, you know, yeah. uh, let it go. But, um, yeah, it, yeah, it's Absolutely. old school stuff. It is. It is. So hang on a second. I'm going to do a commercial here. Okay. It's gone. Where's my commercial notes? Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you might be interested in my book. It's called good cop, good cop, a get healthy, stay healthy guide for law enforcement. And I cover a lot of topics. Uh, some of the things that we're talking about, uh, right now and the book is available in print and audiobook as well it can be purchased through amazon you can also just go to for more information go to goodcopgoodcop.com so tell me some of the things you were thinking we were going to talk about and we haven't talked about yet because i know you gave this some thought i did i did i gave it some thought i i, I knew the uh the secret subject so i was thinking about that but um I don't know if, if we did it very well. No, I, I don't know. I tried, I, I, I tried to be clever, and I, I don't know. But it still felt. You know, one mysterious. thing I do want to say hmm. about that show, The Rookie. Yeah. Have you ever seen that guy run? Yeah. It's so unathletic. It's no, embarrassing. Yes, just like me in the academy. But <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, oh it's terrible. Thank God for uh, Sergeant Panami. He got me through. So, okay. Yeah. Huh. I yeah, was the second terrible. fastest runner in the academy. Oh. 
that's terrible. I mean, good for you. That's great. But oh, I just, I, I was like 45 years old. No, it's wonderful, but it's terrible because I'm horribly envious. So you, I've never been a runner. Okay. So yeah. you probably run like that guy. He, he yeah, moves sure. his arms. It's like, it's yeah, just, it's just, it's oh, kind of gosh. robotic and right. yeah, no, okay. it was terrible. Um, Okay. Uh, so yeah. That's so that's a subject. It's, yeah. So one of the things I was thinking about was it was interesting, and I don't know if you had this experience. I'm assuming you did, but when I came in, um, I mean, after I've been on for a few years and kind of established myself, when you're a rookie, you're a rookie. Doesn't matter how mm-hmm. old you are. All right. Um, but I've found, um, I've, I've made uh, connections quicker with some of my superiors because they're my age yeah and 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 you know commanders even so it's sure it's not uh you know i think the bosses love everybody but but the people who are my age are now in leadership roles you know and they yeah. they they didn't you know because they put the time in beforehand and and uh um so it's a little it just felt weird that in some ways i felt like my peers were commanders but then my peers um with my time on the department they're 20 years younger than I am. Right. So, you know, so it was just kind of, it was, it's been interesting. Yeah. That, that's an uh, odd thing. Yeah. They have no problem coming up and talking to me and say, Hey, what's going on or whatever else. And the guys that will see this will go, Oh my God, what they want. Yeah. You know, yeah. So please talk about what he's cooking for dinner this weekend. I don't know, but, um, but it was just interesting. I think that's completely related to age. Yeah. Um, you know, that struck me. Well, citizens treat you different too. Oh, that was the other one. Yeah. Pardon me. They assume you've been on forever, yes, or they do. You're a, you're in, you got rank or something. Yeah. People call me Sarge. I don't have any like mm-hmm. you know, whatever, and that's just getting out of the car. It's not because I did anything. But but you can. Re- that's very enjoyable too, because people just acqu- uh, uh, What's I don't know what the word is, but they defer to you. Right. Because you're older, you know. Right. Absolutely. I remember when I was new. We were looking at some guy in the alley and. Um, uh, he takes off running, and I pop out of the car, run after him, and and uh, anyway, it was a big foot chase. It ended on Snelling and St. Anthony, and and uh, got rough for a little bit. And uh, and I remember um, my partner says this. It was we were mocking the guy. This cop's twenty years old, you know, you know whatever. <laughs> yeah. How many older than you? I chased down an eighteen-year-old, you know, and and I do think. He looked at me and said, I can outrun this old man. You know? Yeah. And yeah he exactly. was wrong. He was wrong because yeah. you were second fastest in the That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm good for and, a sprint, uh, but beyond yeah, that, I don't have that's any. good. Yeah. The, um, okay, what else? Um, well, yeah, that, that was, there was that one. Uh, when I was in training, actually, in FTO, I was riding with uh, John Laska, uh-huh. and, who is, I think he's only maybe 10 years younger than I am. Yeah. Um, but we took a lady to jail, and I was driving because I was the recruit, you know, and took a lady to jail. And she just lost it, was screaming at us. And, and she was like, how are you going to tell this? Because John told me something to do. I don't know whether it was, you know, park over here, yeah. you know, take her in the store, whatever it was. Gave me some direction. And she said, how are you going to let this rookie tell you what to do? Oh. And I'm like going, oh, lady, you got no idea. That is oh, very that's funny. Right. I'm phase three. I don't know what I'm doing yet. So, oh. you know, yeah. So How are you going to let this yeah, rookie yeah, tell you what to <laughs> she do? She didn't like his attitude. She didn't like you. his attitude at all. No, no. That is and he didn't uh, He didn't care. But yeah. Yeah, so, oh, he, <laughs> he was like, he'd think that was funny, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely, he did. He thought it was hysterical. They can smell it on you, too, though, because I remember on Rice Street, I was, you know, a 45-year-old cop. And, and on FTO and one of the first days out there and I remember this prostitute looked us up and down and she could just she looked at me and she could 
just the way I was mm-hmm. standing there gave mm-hmm. it away. Yeah. You know, I just didn't have the attitude in my posture that the... Right. Some of the other guys. And that, and you're the one they want to deal with. That's the case. You know, it's just kind of a... But... Huh. Yeah. But it's, it's been good. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a relaxed person and, um, <laughs> you know, it's... Once I calm down from the first three years or so, mm-hmm. when it's kind of like a, just high strung looking for anything and just kind of relaxed into it and, and, uh, and got it. I think that approach when it's appropriate works well or it's worked well for me. So anyway. what do you mean? You're not fighting the job anymore as much? No, it's not, it's not so much fighting the job. I think there's Fight, a lot of fighting the job, like working against it. You're going, yeah, I guess I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. In that sense. Yeah. Not fighting the job. So, um, you know, because it's, there's so much needing to prove yourself. Yeah. Um, because it is a, a difficult job and it's multifaceted and yeah. there's so many things and there are so many people even after training uh, looking at you to see if you're doing it the and, right and way. And that's a legitimate it absolutely demand. Is. We yes. can say, oh, yes, you do need to prove Yeah, you yourself. do because you're my backup. Right. I want to know if you can do it. Right. And if you can't do it, I don't want you as my and, backup. And if there's something so. you got to learn, learn it quick. Yes, Get absolutely. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that. So you're, you know, you're running about a nine, nine and a half yeah. Or ten every night, you yeah. know, and you're you're coming out and just looking for stuff and digging in, and you know, and and it and that's great. But after a while, you kind of let it come to you, you know. And yeah. and we're we're out there and we're doing our job, um, but we're not as much concerned about making stuff happen. You know, we'll we'll we will respond to what we need to respond to, and we'll let it happen. And um, and it's uh man, I hate to say friendlier approach, but, um, but, but, but certainly a softer approach. And when we get there, you know, we don't have, we don't feel the need anymore. When I say we, my partner and I, and he's the same way, he's an old soul. He's 20 years younger than I am, but I, I was the oldest in the Academy. He was the youngest. Okay. And somehow cool. we got together. Yeah. So, but, um, but you know, we, we go out there and we don't feel like you got to run up on somebody and go, what are you doing? You know, and be all in their face and that kind of thing. It's, it's, you can say, Hey man, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Why are we out here? how can we stop being out here, you know? So, and, and solve the problem that way, you know, and, uh, you know, and that's the, I'm talking about the 75% of the cause, the 25% that whatever your hair's on fire and stuff, you approach a little bit differently, but, Mm -hmm. um, but, but just talking to people and, and I mean, every person's a new story, even if it looks the same, it's a new story. Mm -hmm. There's something different, you know, and, and to be able to get that and uh, to be able to, to go, uh, you know, to, to meet these different people, um, kind of see where they're coming from or maybe not where they're coming from, but where they're at currently, you know, it's interesting to me, you mm-hmm. know, but it's really interesting work, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. The, and it's also, what also is something that you and I can talk about too, is learning an entire new career in your mid forties. Yeah. I mean, there are people that we work that have never worked out of the district that they're in. I mean, they settle into that district and there's reasons they do that. Right. They get to know the criminals. They get to know the landscape. There's a lot of irregularities in the job. Might as well get something I can hang on to. Yeah. But try learning an entire new career. And I'm, I'm not looking for sympathy for it. I'm just saying it was exceptionally challenging and invigorating. Yeah. To absolutely. learn a whole new career in your mid forties. Yeah. You know? It felt like by, ch- by choice. You yeah. Know, for well, me. Absolutely. By choice. And, and it's, it, it felt like starting over in, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for the first time in my life, uh, I was doing a job I absolutely wanted to do and I could go through my whole career, oh even my, my part-time jobs and there were stuff I had to do. I needed money. So, 
you know, at 16, so I worked for a grocery store, whatever. You know, this is the first time, this is exactly what I want to be doing. Well, I had the exact same experience yeah. that I was like, I remember working as a patrol cop and going, I don't want another job. No. And for the first big section of my life, mm-hmm. I was trying to make the job I was doing work. I was good at it. I right. enjoyed it. But I always was looking elsewhere, part of me. Yeah. And it was really fun for Absolutely. those years to work in patrol and go, I don't want another job. I didn't even get, I remember there, I worked patrol all those years, never even got a cold, got sick, felt good the whole time. Right. Yeah. Got some injuries from car crashes and stuff. But, right, right. But, uh, huh. That, that'll happen. But, yeah, no, it's just the same. I, I, I just, uh, I enjoy being there. Mm-hmm. There's not been one day that I've come to work driving in going, uh. Now, there are times I'd rather stay on my deck. Yeah. Smoke a cigar. But there, there's, it's, it's not about this job. It's about wanting to be on my deck. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, it, and that, that's huge for me because... In contrast, my other job, there really wasn't a day when I enjoyed going to work. That's so. interesting. Well, and also, too, is that, that's the advantage of um, starting a new career because there's a certain grace, uh, what do you, honeymoon period and right. a new learning period, and this is still an interesting period. Yeah. In a lifetime of work, that's kind of nice. It carries you along quite a few years, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's been really good. Anything uh, you were afraid I was going to ask you? No, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to try to. Now ch- I am. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I should pull out another piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. This right. is what wow. people are saying about yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a bill. I, I uh, yeah. I've got yeah. an internal affairs uh, envelope here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, they, they, um, oh, well, that, yeah. We've been down that road. That's have you? Fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not fun, but. Huh. That was, uh, but, um, I mean, it was. It was what it was. We did what we did the best we could in that situation. We were we were one month off FTO, <laughs> so we did not know what we were doing. But um, but yeah, survived that. Yeah, we survived that absolutely, and survived it in good shape. We, my partner and I, like I said, we've been partners the whole time, and and uh, um, yeah, Beach and I, I think we have a decent reputation. So you yeah. know, with the with our command staff and certainly our sergeants, so yeah. I think they like us. So. Oh, I bet they do. Yeah. We have a good time. Yeah. Sergeants like cops that are straightforward and... Yeah. Aren't yeah. going to get them in trouble. Yeah. And, and work hard and earnest. Yeah. Yeah, for Absolutely. Sure. And, you know, we just... We both love the job. And that makes a lot of difference. Yeah. It's Yeah. So... What else? Anything else? Uh, not that I can think of. Well, gosh, I really appreciate... Um, I appreciate the invite coming out here and talking about this uh you me we could track down richard ellis yeah <laughs> uh i did run into him a couple times and i, I remember it was at 808 barry uh and he and he happened to be in the lobby uh i'm probably outing him for something i don't know and uh <laughs> and i remember saying to some cops which one of those guys over there used to be a saint paul cop you know right yeah They're like i don't know I don't none know. of them no. that one yeah that's funny yeah yeah, it's uh, well. Good for you for doing it. I think uh, we re- represent that pretty well. I think so too. Good for you as well. I I just I've always liked I used that to hide bond, it so. a bit, a lot. Yeah, I downplayed it. I never wanted to use it. Yeah, I didn't want people to use it against me. Mm-hmm. And now that uh, I'm past that, I'm like, well, that was a pretty damn big accomplishment. Yeah. And plus, who cares? I mean, I got to be a cop. Right. Exactly. Right. 
you got to be a cop in a in a I was good my, department. So uh, getting some air put in my squad once at just a body shop, and some guy was complaining about his job and his career and his life. Mm-hmm. And I said, "How old are you?" And he said, "45." You know, <laughs> yeah. make the move, buddy. Well, I don't know. It's been we, done before. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, wow, I'm glad I'm not just bitter and angry. I know that's the thing. It's just, I mean, if I'd done that career move into something else just to change it wouldn't have been the positive experience mm-hmm. that it was but uh, yeah and if other people are thinking about that move we can talk some more to them absolutely <laughs> because yeah. it's not there's there's downsides like i think but you and i both agreed it was mostly all up for me and yeah you as well it, it was for me as well it's just you you got to have support for it you know mm-hmm. if you've got a family and and i did it so there was uh you know the the support to go through that with the classes and um you know, all that kind of stuff. So, well then let me take the moment to thank <clears throat> the producer of the pop cop thing <laughs> podcast, Terry, for supporting me in that. Cause that was a big deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. It would be very hard to do. And I, I don't know. Is your it, dad alive still? Yeah, he is. is he okay he's with very it proud. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very proud. Good. Um, and loves the department, uh-huh. loves our chief. He's, he's always reading the paper. And yeah. uh, I think the chief just had a, uh, Chief Axtell had sure. an op-ed piece in he the did. paper. Yeah, so he sent sent that to me. He oh, said, that's great. This is a good chief. Yeah. So these are the good angry. citizens that we gotta love. Absolutely. Yeah. He's he uh, he's really proud of of me, and he's proud of my wife and what she does, and and uh, and proud of our department mm-hmm. um, and the direction that it's taken. I'm not just blowing smoke. I believe that. I tell yeah. that to my coworkers. So that's um, it's absolutely where I want to work until I'm not working anymore. So great. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, thank you.